welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. And this week is a unique week because I'm back. It's been over a year and I'm just elated to be back in the presence of God and spending time with Him and learning and growing. And I'm grateful to have you here with me. So just bear with me on this journey to come back to start sharing again and it'll be a rough road but again i am so grateful for an opportunity to share with you and just a reminder i'm not a preacher i'm not a teacher or i am a teacher y'all know that but i'm not a preacher i'm not a minister no ordination here i'm just a sinner saved by grace trying to help other people seek his face so i love you guys and i hope that you are blessed by this this is really just me um telling you a process of me trying to put some flour and some oil together to make something great and God taught me a lot in the process so I hope you're blessed by this and remember always follow us on Instagram and find us on Facebook at Spiritual Sticky Notes we have a group and we have a Instagram page and we'd love for you to just come interact with me spend some time with me share your thoughts and give me some more feedback so without further ado here's the oil So as you guys know, I have been gone for a pretty long time and I will say it's mainly because I've been going through a lot and a lot is an understatement. Um, I wanted to share with you a couple things, but first of all, I want to share a simple testimony. And for the first time, this is not based on some study that I did over 10 days. This is literally something that happened in my kitchen. Um, and this is a literal instance I decided that I was going to make Passover bread in my kitchen during prayer call. Terrible thing. Multitasking is not always what we need to do. And that's probably my first lesson. Sometimes God wants us to do one thing at a time. He doesn't want our hands in too many pots because we can't do it and do it well. I'm pretty sure had I not done this on a prayer call while multitasking and trying to get dressed, none of this would have happened. But I'm grateful for my own mistakes because it taught me so much more. Um, So when you're making matzah or Passover bread or unleavened bread, it's pretty simple. Oil, water. Actually, it's just flour and water. And there's a certain type of flour. You use all-purpose flour. You don't use coconut flour or almond flour because it will not give you the same texture. And I say that because in a few minutes, you'll need to know that. But it's basically water, flour, you mix it until there's a dough, you roll it out as thin as you possibly can, and you handle your business. That's it. Well, I keep all of my flour in a pretty simple, uh, one of those vacuum sealed containers. And because of that, I could see, I could visually see how much flour I had. So we think about God's love for us when we think of this bread that was made for us, the sacrifice that he has for us, the the willingness he has to do for us, right? So I could see the amount of willingness in this metaphor, right? That was in my container and there wasn't much, but it was enough to get what I needed to get, right? It was enough to make the recipe. Now, I've never actually gone back to look at the recipe once I made it once. I've pretty much got it memorized um, and I can kind of just feel my way through making the dough. So I made the dough. The dough came out perfect. I mean, and I had like an inkling of flour left, just enough to roll it out. And that's about it. 
I knew I only had enough for one batch. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I can go to the grocery store. But I get everything laid out. I get them rolled out. And then what I do is I fold them into fours and lay them on the side because they can, if you try to roll it up, it's hard to unroll them. But if you fold them, they usually do okay. So there's always excess flour on it. And you have to remember that when you put it in the oven, because if not, you will assume that it hasn't changed its state. So when we think of the oven, we think of heating and a process that the bread goes through. This is the same instance. Um, We think about the sacrifice, the love of God and what he creates in us through love. And we put it in this oven. We go through this process. But sometimes, despite me knowing exactly how many minutes it takes, I was looking for an outward change on my bread that wasn't there. And even though the timer had gone off, I was like, oh, it can go in a little bit longer. Oh, it's not done yet. And God had already told me, take it out. There's a lot of times when we're like, oh, we need more time. Oh, I'm not ready yet. Oh, I'm not prepared yet. But God has already given us the okay to step out on faith. But because we won't step out, what happens? We get burned. I could not tell that the bread had been burnt until I went to go apply the oil and the salt to it. So we can't even tell how damaged we are until we try to apply the anointing that God's given us after a season where we didn't step out when we were supposed to. So we have to be mindful of the timing that we release ourselves, we release word. Anytime that God tells us to step out and release, we can't hesitate because in hesitation, we We tend to get burned. We tend to be overcooked. We tend to dry out, right? So I go through this process. I realize these two are ridiculously burnt, y'all. I mean, I was just like, what what was I thinking? Like I knew. And you could not tell because the white flour on it made it still look like it was white. So we have to understand that even when God touches us, when God's done with us, when God has anointed us and appointed us, when he's given us that season of grace and he's put us through a process, we may not look different. We may act different, feel different. The texture was different. The the feeling, the consistency was different. It was no longer, you know, doughy it was actually crisp like a cracker but because I saw I thought it hadn't changed externally I couldn't see all of the changes that happened so I want to caution us as Christians a lot of time we look at people and we're like man she ain't changed she she still looked the same she still act the same she's still the same but we need to look at the intentions the heart of that person and and notice that even though their outward appearance doesn't change i I have like this terrible resting, like judgment face. I won't use the other word, but I always look like I'm judging people, but I'm really not. It's me like thinking and processing through stuff. And because of that, people assume that I'm mean. I'm not mean. I'm also have a very strong demeanor. That's never going to change. Like I'm never going to be like this skinny, cute little girl who like drinks. Okay. I do drink Starbucks, but nonetheless, who like drinks Starbucks and has happy feelings and like wears cute pink dresses on Tuesday. Like that's not my style. It's not who I am. I like graphic tees and vans and I'll always be that way. However, my inward appearance, my inward thoughts, my inward actions, my inward desires have completely changed from a year ago. My understanding of who God is and what he can do and how he can provide, even when I don't say out of my mouth, I need provision. God will do it every single time. So it 
Keep in mind that just because the outward appearance hasn't changed doesn't mean that God hasn't processed that thing, whatever it is. So go back and look at all the things you assumed hadn't changed. All the things you assumed were exactly the same and test yourself and go back and look at the heart of that person, the heart of that thing or the heart of yourself. Just because you look the same doesn't mean God hasn't done something for you. So go back and do an inventory really quickly. So. All of that happened. I realized these are totally burnt. There's nothing I can do. I had to throw it away. There was nothing else. But as I was praying and going through prayer call in the midst of all of this, God gave me that mindset of there's a remnant. There's always something left. There's a remnant left. So God was like, okay, you got a remnant. Put it in the oven. So I put it in the oven. But here I go. I changed the temperature. I didn't want to go through the same process. I turned it up because I wanted it to go faster and I knew the timing was shorter. So this time I set a timer. So I knew things had to be done differently. I knew I needed to make an adjustment. So I did in thinking that if I set the timer, I changed the heat up. And I mean, I took it from 375 to 380, like it was only five degrees, but that five degrees cooked the matzah in way less time. So normally it takes about 12 minutes. It was done in seven minutes, which is the timer I set. So I set the timer. I take it out and I touch it and I'm like, oh, it could crisp a little more. So I let it crisp for two more minutes and I set the timer thinking, okay, it'll be okay. But I didn't calculate that even two more minutes would be too much. So the timer goes off and I move again. I hesitate to go get it out. I'm doing other things. So I'm like, oh, I hear the timer. Let me put on these pants first or let me brush my hair first. I did not stop. There is times when God is going to tell you to stop whatever you're doing, to stop whatever you felt like you should do in that moment and step into something else. And we have to be willing to release whatever we thought we should be doing, to step into something God has already called us to process and go through and pull out and step into. So whenever God tells you to step into something, do it quickly without hesitation. The next thing that I realized is that even though I hesitated, it was like, ah, it doesn't look bad. Again, outward appearance. I pull it out. I'm like, it uh, doesn't look as bad as the last one, but it's still not perfect. And I could have stopped there. Um, so I pull it out. I realize like I'm getting a little short on oil, but I'm like, okay, we're going to make it, make it work. So I cover it. I do everything I could do. I get as much oil on there as I possibly can. And I'm like, okay, there's not much oil, but this is enough. It's still darker than it's supposed to be. It's still not ideal, but it can do the job. Don't get upset when you don't come out of a process perfect. You still have enough anointing. You have enough oil to be able to complete every task that you want to go through. Don't get caught up in the fact that I didn't come out perfect. I'm still a little damaged from the things I went through. I'm still a little hurt from what I went through. It's okay. There was a remnant. There's still enough. There's still enough oil. There's still enough anointing. There's enough. There's a remnant in whatever it is. So I took it. I broke it up. I put it in there, but I wasn't satisfied. Y'all. I was like, I want more. I was almost frustrated because I was like, God, I know what this is supposed to look like. I don't want to stop with it's, it's just enough. It'll be all right. It'll do. 
I want to give you my best. I want that covenant to be back where it was. And y'all, we can't give up when things don't come out perfectly. We got to go back through the process. We have to go back and do some sacrificing and we got to go back and search. Y'all, I didn't have any more flour, but I was convinced I was going to make more. So what I do, I was like standing there and I look to the junk in the left side of my room and I'm like, man, why do I have all of that there? And I remember that's my school stuff. Well, what I forgot was I decided I wanted to make Play-Doh with all the kids. Well, when you make edible Play-Doh, you use flour. And I was like, Amanda, you have a giant bag of flour in that bag. So I go, I pull out the flour and I'm like, man, there's an abundance. This is more than enough. I can make matzah for years. I mean, it was a huge 10 pound bag of flour. Like why I had that much flour, I don't know, because I didn't need that much. But nonetheless, I made flour. So we get the flour. I'm excited about it because I can do it again. But then I look at the oil that I have and I know I do not have enough oil to cover the abundance that God has given me. There are some times where we know that God has given us abundance. He's given us provision, but we haven't spent the time to gain the anointing, the oil, the time in his presence, because I knew I needed to take the time, go to the store, step out, make a sacrifice, use some time. I'm going to have to wait, but I wanted to do it right then. We got to be patient when God tells us, yes, I've given you abundance, but you don't need to use it all right now. God gave me abundance. So I should have just stepped and said, well, let me wait till I go to the grocery store to make new. But I couldn't wait. I needed to make the right matzah. So what did I do? I made it. But before I even did that, before I even got to the point where I found the new flour, y'all, I tried to make it with chickpea flour. I tried to make it with gluten-free flour and I could never get the dough to the right consistency. You cannot substitute the, the love of God with the love of other things. You cannot substitute the love of God with the love of people or with people's words of affirmation. You cannot substitute any covenant that you have with the Holy Ghost with anything else because it'll never be it right. It'll never be the right consistency. It won't be the same. So keep in mind, there is no substitute. And y'all, I didn't even bait them substitutes. As soon as I started mixing, I said, nope, this is not it. But how much water did I waste? How much time did I waste trying to substitute what I already knew was the right thing? Now, is there somebody who could make something similar out of those probably. However, I knew how to make it with what God had already told me I needed to make it with. Don't try to make up new stuff. Don't try to do it your way because you want what you want right then. It's okay to wait. So I did not wait, but I still made the matzo. Okay. And I made the matzo this time. I was able to mix it quickly, effectively. I was able to roll it all out. I got it on the tray. And when I tell you, they came out perfect y'all came out perfect. And I was like, man, this is what happens when we acknowledge and we search and we look for abundance in places we never look for. When we look for provision, when we didn't think God can provide, God will be our provider. He is literally Jehovah Jireh. He's going to provide for us. So do not get surprised when God starts to do startling and strange things for you. This season, this August season has been the season of all for me, the season of I cannot believe this is happening to me, the season of I'm blessed beyond measure. And I will say this, 
when startling and strange things happen, immediately go into a position of gratitude. I was so grateful. I was like, God, I thank you for this flower. I, I didn't even need Passover flower. I did need it because I was I wanted to have communion that morning, but I could have substituted with what I had, but I it wasn't enough. So nonetheless, I go back. I get it out of the oven. It is perfect, y'all. Perfect. And it is made. I'm happy about it. I'm completely satisfied. And I get it out. And I'm like, oh, I got a, I got a remnant of oil. I can make this oil stretch. And I was like, Lord, let this oil stretch. I get the whole front side of both pieces of matzah that I made. I get both pieces completely covered in oil. But the back is still dry. Y'all, we cannot apply old anointing to new situations we cannot do it it doesn't work it's never going to be enough because God when God gives us new and when he gives us abundance we have to take the time to develop that new anointing that he's calling us to so that we can cover what he what he's created for us the new covenant that we have that old oil was for that old process this new oil that God pours on you in this season will not be will not be enough. It'll be more than enough. But if you don't wait for the process, if you don't wait for the process of getting the oil, if you don't go through the sacrifice, y'all, I had to walk. So I don't have a car right now. So I had to get in my clothes. Okay. Put on my little workout clothes and target is about a two and a half mile walk. One way I got my workout clothes, put on my backpack and I walked to target. And before y'all say in there somewhere else to go. Yes. But I could have gotten the Harris Teeter closer, but it wasn't safe. So be mindful that some of the journeys will take longer because God's trying to protect you. You can't go to Harris Teeter. Yeah, I could have walked there, but I wouldn't have had a sidewalk. I wouldn't have had that protection that I needed to make sure I wasn't hit by any cars on the process. So I walked to Target because I knew it was safe. I had been there before and that's where God told me to go. Don't let people say, well, this is an easier way to do it. Don't let people deter you because whatever God has for you is for you. And he's going to put you on the right path. God will show you a dream when you're 23, but won't give you the process for how to attain it until you're 32. Trust me, y'all, it happened. So nonetheless, I put my backpack on and I walk and it is hot. Y'all, I don't know why I went at four o'clock in the middle of the day in August, but I did. I walked up the hill It's uphill all the way. It is literally uphill the entire way to Target. But I get there. I get the oil. I get back. I take a break because it's hot. And then I walk back. The walk back is so easy, y'all. The walk back, the walk to the process is so easy because it's downhill. There's less stress. There's less chaos. None of that is happening. And I get back to the apartment and then I'm able to apply the oil. And now I have an abundance of oil and an abundance of flour. But both of them required a sacrifice of my time, my energy, my effort. I had to fix my eyes on one thing and that was getting the oil. And some of us do not want to fix our eyes, me included, on God long enough to get the anointing that we need for the season that he's calling us to. And then we get mad when it doesn't turn out the way we thought it should because he showed it to us, but we didn't do the our part. We didn't take the time. We didn't rest. We didn't uh, listen to the word. We didn't spend time fasting and praying. And this is the season where God is going to do startling and strange things. Every time you say, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do this instead. Every time you say, I'm not going to watch this TV, I'm going to pray instead. Every time you take that moment to sacrifice that time to give God more, 
things will just start happening beyond your control. And that's what God wants you to do. Fix your eyes on him is when you say this isn't important. God is. This isn't important. God is. Now you do need to prioritize things that God has called you to, but he ain't called you to everything. So be mindful of that. Um, I, this is a little bit longer, so I apologize, but I truly pray that if you didn't learn anything today, if you didn't hear anything today, that there's two things that you got to remember. Number one, pay attention to the process. When he calls you out of it, don't hesitate. Okay. When he calls you to step into something new, don't hesitate because that's what God called you to. There's a lot of things that we got to go back and redo, start over again. And we got to go through a lot longer process because we hesitated the first time. Don't hesitate. Be confident in where God's called you to. Number two, do not try to substitute anything, any covenant for the love of God. Don't try to substitute anything for God's grace because the substitutes will never satisfy you. They will never give you exactly what God has called you to. And number three, do not think that you can apply an old anointing to a new season and a new covenant. God is giving you a new covenant, but you need to do the work to get the new anointing. That's sacrifice, that's prayer, that's fasting, that's time building your relationship. Anointing can fall on you at any time when you call his name, but the anointing rests in you because of relationships. So remember, in order for the anointing to rest within you, you must be in relationship and in covenant in God. And that only comes through prayer and fasting and spending time in the presence of God. Don't run from his presence. Don't give up. Keep fighting and know that God loves you. God is there for you and he cares for you. I hope you've been blessed by this. And just remember that this is just the beginning. And I hope to see you back next week. Thank you and have a great week.